Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I hope that you're doing so great today. I hope that you're enjoying your month of June. So today's podcast is probably one of the most requested topic. A few weeks ago, someone had asked me this question on Instagram, and I posted it in my story and polled you or polled my audience there. And most of you wanted to learn about this topic. So today we are talking about fitness trackers. Um, Also, I was checking out our our content calendar and it seems like we're talking a lot about fitness this month. Um, I think with December, June, like a lot of us are um, wanting to be outside more, maybe move our body more, and it may bring up a lot of stuff. So today um, we're going to talk about fitness trackers. I'm going to talk a little bit about the pros, the cons, the purpose of having one. Is it actually necessary? Um, And then I'll explain a little bit about why I wear my tracker and how I actually use it, uh, because I think that is also important. Um, And if you have any further questions about trackers, please let me know. I'm always open for questions. You can always slide into my DMs on Instagram. It ain't not creepy. I do invite it. So you can definitely message me and I'll be happy to connect with you. All right. So before we get into this podcast episode talking about trackers, I want to like have a few disclaimers here. First and foremost, this will not be personalized advice to you. Do what is best for you. If for you, wearing a tracker is triggering, leads to more obsessive thoughts, do not wear it. It's not helpful for you in this current moment. If you are someone recovering from an eating disorder, it's a no-go. We do not wear fitness trackers when you're in recovery from an eating disorder. It can make it worse. It can slow down recovery. It can really much increase our ED voice. So also keeping that in mind, all of this will depend where we are at on our journey and also like intention and goals. And that's a big part of a conversation today is why are we actually wearing it? So I'm going to start off by just saying that fitness trackers are not necessary. They're not something that you need. They're not something that you need to let you know if you're moving, not moving, if you're doing things right, wrong, if you're moving your body, you do not need a fitness tracker. We have evolved many, many, many years without ever having fitness trackers and we were fine. We do not need trackers, it is not a necessity. And I just want that to be super, super clear because if you are someone who's looking to be more active, it's not something that you need in order to be active. And for some folks, it will be detrimental to your activity. So I just want to put that out there. 
Now, when we think of having a fitness tracker, is like what would be the different purposes? So the first thing I want to say with many fitness trackers, like they track a lot of different things. I'm going to speak mostly to my experience with the Apple Watch I had. I've had a Fitbit in the past. I've also had um, other things. Um, like I think I had a Garmin, which my mom got me as a way to try to get me into golf. Yeah, long story short, my mom wants me to golf. I don't like golfing. My partner loves golfing. And she's like, let me get you a watch that has like the golf maps. That way you're going to want to golf. And that did not work. So <laughs> here we are. Um, but okay, so let's start with just talking about why um, we would want to watch and why we don't want to want watch and how we don't want to use it. This is all within our anti-diet perspective, right? Things that can be viewed as disordered when we are having with watch. I think I'm going to start with that. What is actually disordered? So when we think of a watch, what we don't want the tracker to do is become like our lifeline, becoming like the thing that tells us if we're doing good, if we're going back bad, right? We don't want the tracker to become our like measure of success. And this is hard for a lot of folks, right? Like if you are someone that has maybe weight was your thing, right? Like using the scale a lot and your brain works really well with numbers, maybe a tracker is going to be maybe too hard for you, or we're going to need to do exposure and reframes around it. Because what we don't want to do is base our success of our day based on the watch, right? Based on what it says, like, oh my God, I got 9,000 steps today and I should get 10,000. So it's 9.30 PM. Let me go walk outside to make sure that I hit my goal. That is disordered. We do not want to wa use the watch that way right? We want to make sure that the relationship we have with the watch, watch can just be data if we choose it, depending on what we're aiming for and why we're using it, right? So the first question I would ask yourself is if you are, if you have a watch, if you want a watch, if you want a fitness tracker, asking yourself, like, what is your intention with it? What's the goal of it, right? Because if you're going to have a watch to set goals. And then if you don't achieve those goals, you're just going to like shame yourself and feel super guilty. Let's like not do that. Right. That's not, that's not helpful. It's not helping anyone. So we want to make sure that again, we're not attaching like an over amount of value towards those watches. We also need to know that the limit with the watches, right? Like Yes, it gives you some numbers. They are not always accurate. Like I remember um, having a Fitbit and I would, I always brush my teeth with my dominant or non-dominant hand. And that's where my watch is. And I would get like a ton of different steps with it and burning more calorie because my th thought I was watching, uh, I was walking, right? Where I've had time where I'm biking and my watch for some reason did not track that I was biking and kept vibrating to tell me to get up and move. So also knowing that like these watches also have limits. They are little computers, <laughs> right? Um, and we don't want to base our experience solely on the data that the watch will be giving us. So those are like the big things to be aware of, right? Other cons of the watch, um, if you've had a more difficult relationship with food is that it can easily become a little bit more obsessive. Um, again, we want to be sure that we are using it in a way that is productive and not in a way that becomes obsessive. So ways that we know that it's becoming obsessive is that if you're not wearing your watch, you don't want to move, right? Or 
you feel as though if you don't have your watch on, your activity doesn't count. My partner and I always joke because I'll, I'll share a little bit about how I use my watch, but I often will take it off to go do things, do walks or whatever. And we'll always joke around like, oh, I guess like my walk doesn't count because I'm not wearing my watch. And like, they're jokes. But some people feel this way. And I used to feel that way. And that's why we joke about it now is that I used to freak out if I didn't have my watch on because how would I know if it's tracking everything? Like, how am I going to get the best accurate data if I'm not wearing it? So that would be a huge red flag. If you're finding yourself feeling um, really icky with it, we don't want to do that. The second thing too, is when we are very attached to the goals that you have set. So on the Apple watch, you can set like calorie goals. You can set movement goals and like standing up goals. If you don't achieve those goals and every time it leaves you feeling icky, not good about yourself, a lot of guilt, that is a red flag, right? And that's important because although it can be a measure, it can be something that can be helpful you're not going to meet those goals every day. And that is okay. And if you end up beating up yourself for it, we're taking it off, right? It's not helpful. It's not something that we want. So we want to be sure that we're not doing that, right? So now that we've talked about the things that we don't want with the, the, the watch and the ways that we may be misusing it, let's talk about ways that we may use it and how it can be helpful. Again, stating that this is not an, a must. This is not something that you need. And some people do like to have those tracking. They like to have numbers. They like to see how they are doing, right? In different sports that they may be taking, in different ways that they may be moving their body, right? And that is how I use it. So for example, if I go, I'm currently training for a triathlon. If I do my swim, my bike, or my run, I will have my watch on to see if I'm progressing with my training. If I am biking one for the time to see how long I'm actually biking for, um, when I'm starting to get tired, I, I like to, tr like I, and again, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about how I like to use it. I like to really use check-in first before I ever check my watch um, to see how it feels for me first. Um, but it can be really good data in that sense, right? When you are training with something like that. For me, the intention with the watch currently, and this will change depending on season, like I'm not always training for an event, but right now it's to see my progress. It's to see um, how I am doing, right? And when I find it really hard or not hard and what is like, what is my output in those days? Things that I will not do is I will never check the calories. And I mean, I say that sometimes it pops up, so be it. Um, but I won't actively go check how much I'm burning because that it that can be triggering. I also will tell my brain also like this is not legit, like this is not accurate, like this does not make sense. And that's how for me it's helpful, right? That I'm like, it really doesn't matter what I expended. And I don't believe my watch. <laughs> Fully, to be honest with you, when it tells me how much I expended, right? Um, exercise minutes, I won't really check that either. And stand up time, not so much either. So it's not so much for those goals, but more for the activity tracking itself that I find it useful in those times. But here's how I use my watch in a very intentional way. And I say that because I feel like once you've done the work to heal your relationship with your body, and if movement for you in some point in time was something that was difficult. 
And for me, it was right. Like my relationship to movement in the past was disordered. So it is something that I'm always more aware of when I am engaging in activity, or if I am doing something like a race or an event, something that is a little bit more demanding on my body. It is something that I'm very, very, very aware of. So here's how I would use it. One, I set my intentions very clearly, right? What are my intentions with this particular activity I'm doing or with tracking or on this day, I, it is important for me to have those intentions, especially when I was just starting this journey, right? Because if in the back of your mind, you still have intentions of weight loss, it's going to be very hard for you not to look at the calories and the minutes and the things, right? Because like our brain is kind of like um, trained that way that we look at the calories in versus calories out it's pretty automatic at this point. So setting those intentions of like, why am I moving? How will it feel for me? What do I want from this? What is my goal? I find extremely beneficial for me in order to be able to enjoy my activity, but also continuously decoupling from weight loss. Nowadays, I don't actively need to decouple exercise from weight loss because it's pretty natural for me now that like I do not move to change my body, but in the past, I really, really had to make it super intentional that this is not a weight loss attempt. This is movement. This is what I want from it. This is my intention with this activity. Hey, hey, I just wanted to stop this podcast episode to invite you to a free class that I have hosted where I will teach you my best tips to have full food freedom. Not only would I teach you my tips to get food freedom, I'm going to tell you the three mistakes that you should avoid if you want to have a good relationship with food and you don't want to be stuck in this icky cycle anymore. If you're interested, go to www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash sign up or the link will be in show notes. All right, back to the episode. The second thing I know I've already mentioned is I don't track some of the specific metric that the watch tracks. So anything that has to do with calories, I am not tracking anything that has to do with minutes. I am not tracking unless it's like for a run that I'm trying to run um, a certain amount of time then I may check, but I'm not going to look at like today I've done X amount of minutes of movement. Like that is not something that I will look at. Um, so that's number two. Number three, and this is something that has really, really, really helped me in becoming a lot more intuitive and checking in more. So what I have done is often with my runs, with my swimmer, stuff like that, I will either put my watch like on the other side. So it's not as easy to look at it, but I will always focus on feelings before checking. And I teach this with like body, with like trying on clothes. I like, how do I feel about it? And the same thing with like food, right? Like we want to do check-ins. I'll do the same with my exercise before I actually check the data. Because I want to become a lot more intuitive with my movement too, right? So for example, if I go for a run, I'll, tr I'll start my watch or whatever. I'll go for my run. And then um, after I'm done, I won't check anything in terms of like time, distance, anything like that, heart rate, none of that yet. I will check in with myself first and be like, how was that for me? Was that really hard, right? Or was that easy or how did that feel? And really, really checking in with my own body first and then I'll go check data. And, and it may seem like a very small, insignificant thing, but for me, it wasn't for me that that piece of 
trusting myself first and checking in first is really, really important and has been really, really helpful for me to use some types of fitness trackers without being triggered by it, right? Because how I feel and my experience with the run or with the activity that I'm doing is most important, right? And then I'll check. So that is something that can also really help you. Um, another thing that I had done at the beginning too, because one of the things that, um, oh, actually another thing before that, the face of my watch will never be the calorie targets. <laughs> so I know with Apple watch, and I don't know if it's like that with every tracker, you can kind of choose the background that you have. My background is either a photo of Odin or of Anthony with the time. And that's it. That's all I want. So when I see it um, and the Apple watch in general, I got it for other reasons. The fact that like I get my text and email and all this stuff on it as well, but I want to make sure that the background is not telling me all day long how much calories I'm burning, right? So making sure if you can change the face of your watch, so you're not always just staring at like how much calories you're burning, I think is going to be really, really helpful in terms of like diminishing the amount of triggers that it can give you. Um, but the other thing that I had done at the beginning, and I don't know that this will work for all. So again, personal experience, take it or leave it how it feels for you. Um, is I did, I did both. I either set my goals very, 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 very low. So I will exercise for one minute a day or whatever. That way I would always accomplish that goal. And the reason that I did that is because for a lot of us and like we, when we set goals and if we don't achieve them, even if they are arbitrary goals, such as 10,000 steps a day, very arbitrary, we can have a whole episode on this. Um, and we don't achieve it, we start feeling like crap, right? We don't feel good about ourselves. So if that is you, you can set those goals to be very, very low. So you are achieving it most days, right? And that can be something that just for your brain, you're not always seeing on your watch, like you have not achieved your goal. Like you should blah, 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 blah. It's easier. I've also done the opposite, but that was not as helpful for me where I just put the goals like really, really, really high, knowing that I would never achieve them anyway. So it didn't really matter. So it kind of made it really random for me. Um, but again, not always as helpful, but that's something to play around with. Like if you find yourself like feeling icky, if you don't meet the goals, or if your watch is reminding you one, you can take off those reminders. And two, we can try to set goals that are just like very small or whatever. So that way we're not fixated on them. So it might feel a little bit easier in that sense that we're not like fully tracking all of those things. Um, and another big tip that I have for fitness tracking is don't always wear it if you can, like if that feels okay for you. Um, I love having a watch on now, like now that I've had this Apple watch for a while, like I love having the time on me. So I'll switch out for another watch. Um, but allowing yourself times where you're not always wearing it. And this was really good for me psychologically because one, movement counts, no matter if it's tracked or not, <laughs> right? And that's important. That's really, really important. But also it like, allows you to disconnect from like the watch goals that you may have, right? Because if I took out my watch for the walk that I had right now with Odin, um, it didn't count my steps, didn't count it as exercise. And if later tonight it's like, oh, you haven't done this. I'm like, well, no, I have. I just haven't tracked it, 
right? So it kind of like helps us build a little bit more of that. I'm not relying on my watch for the movement and activity that I do. No matter what my watch says, no matter what this fitness tracker says, like me and my health is not related to it, right? The same way that the scale does not tell you anything about your health, the tracker doesn't tell you anything about it either, right? So I think that part is really important if you can add some flexibility and challenges. And that's something with some of my clients who are having a really hard time with it is that we take it off for a couple hours a day, or we take it off for um, some of the activities that they do. And it really changes your perspective, right? Because if you don't have it on, you can actually just enjoy the movement, especially if you're at a place with the tracker that you don't feel good around, then why, <laughs> right? Um, but lastly, I'm going to say that if you're, you know, listening to this and you're like, ah, all of these things, like I would ask yourself, like, you know, why do you want a tracker? Why is it something that you feel like you need? Right. And like asking yourself those questions, I think can be really helpful because I think in the day and age that we're in where health is like viewed as this like ultimate, ultimate, oh my God, ultimately <laughs> um, trackable thing that you should have all the data. Um, it can get like very obsessive and very like external driven. So I would ask yourself, like, why is it that I feel the need to have that? Or how would I use it? How would it be helpful for me to use it? Right? Um, because I think that's really, really important. I don't believe that everybody should have a watch. I also believe that you get to choose to do whatever you want to do. Um, in my case, um, my watch does not trigger me. It doesn't make me feel, you know, I don't meet my goals every day on the watch and that's fine. And I just allow it to be, but I have a really good relationship with it, but I had to work towards it. Um, do I feel like I'm going to wear a tracker all the time? No. Do I feel the need to wear my tracker all the time? No. Um, and a lot of the time now when I wear my Apple watch, it's not so much for the fitness tracking stuff. It's a lot more because text emails, all the stuff that gets through the, to, through the watch, which also I'm starting to question now <laughs> because it's always going on. Um, but that being said, um, I hope that this episode kind of gave you a little bit more clarity around the fitness trackers and what we don't want, the red flags. And if you choose to use it, how you could maybe use it in a way that's a little bit more supportive. Supportive. Um, again, I think the biggest thing is always what is your intention, why you're wanting to use it, how would it fit in for you? I've had someone say, you know, I miss wearing my tracker. Even that I would question on, you know, why? Like, why is it that it's something that you miss? What did it bring to you? What is it that we're looking for with it? Um, I know it's a lot of questioning, but I think it's important, right, to kind of understand so we're not stuck in a place where we are relying on our watch to tell us if we're doing good or bad, right? And I think that part is really, 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 really important um, in knowing your purpose, you know, because if I think about it, and when I got this question on Instagram, one of the thoughts that I had was like, oh, that's a good question. Like, why do I actually wear it? And, you know, when it comes to like food, I don't weigh or um, calculate my food at all. Like there's zero measures when it comes to my nutrition. Um, and when it comes to my weight, I do not know my weight. Like I have not weighed myself in several years now. Like I don't even know how long in years. Um, and I don't track it because I don't find it important because there's no purpose to it or intention. Like what would be the intention for me to do that? Like it's not helpful for me. I think the differences with the fitness tracker is um, 
when you are interested maybe in doing some events or some you have some fitness goals or um, anything like that like it can start like being an interesting piece of data but it's seeing it as data only without any moral attachment to the numbers and that part is hard so it might be like a muscle that we do need to train in terms of allowing it to just be without any other thoughts behind it right um, and then the last thing I want to just rename at the end of this podcast is just that if you are someone with an eating disorder it is not suggested for you to have a watch period not helpful um, and if you're in recovery, like I would definitely a hundred percent talk to your team before it is something that, you know, if you're something that you're wanting to do, please do talk to your team. Cause it is easy for us as humans living in diet culture to start taking those data points as measures of success. Like it is so easy for us to do that. And like, unfortunately some people, you know, advertise that as like, get a watch to like motivate yourself again, external motivation instead of being able to rely on you. But a lot of us are taught to, I'm like totally going attention here, but a lot of us are taught to use shame as a motivator, right. And like really rely on the external and like, you cannot trust yourself. And that's simply not true. Like that is something that we can learn to start relying on like aligned motivation. Um, it just takes that time to be able to do it. So that being said, <laughs> I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have more questions on trackers, how I use it, or if you should use it or how to use it, please, please, please let me know. I'd be really, really happy to um, connect with you on it. And then the last thing that I just want to say is leave us with a, or I wanted to leave you with a research that came out around activity um, and what we know is that what research shows us is that people who do not track, do not worry about the time, the duration, the intensity, and instead just take the time to actually enjoy the activity and most often enjoy the activity outdoors, um, actually tend to have a more positive impact on their long-term health and well-being. So I wanted to leave you with this because you don't need a tracker to be healthy or to support your health goals. If you, we can take time to actually enjoy joyful movement, connect with our body, connect with our surrounding, and that is all we need. Like that's enough, right? So it might not be needed for you. On that note, my friend, I hope that you're going to have a wonderful, wonderful week. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please let me know on Instagram, like, share, review, do all the things. I would love to hear from you. And I hope that you have the best podcast. Uh, and I hope, I hope you have the best podcast episode. I hope that you have the best day and we'll see each other next week. Bye.